breakfast. Some say it is the most important meal of the day. Some say it is totally useless. And some even say it is a waste of time. If you don't believe me, I took my equipment and went outside to ask strangers whether they had breakfast or not today morning. Well, hear it for yourself. Hey man, my name is Elio. I'm just going out, you know, and on the street asking people if they do take breakfast in the morning. So I just wanted to know, do you take breakfast in the morning? Uh, no. Um, I don't take my breakfast because most of the time I don't have enough time to, to take that breakfast. I'm always on rush because uh, time is not our side. Thank you. Yes, I do. So, you do. So, which uh, type of breakfast do you usually take? Like tea, sweet potatoes, and yams. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I don't have breakfast. I, I rarely take breakfast because I don't like it, but I'm really not used to having breakfast. But since I was a kid. So, me taking breakfast highly depends on my schedule. Mostly, I'd skip breakfast because I'd feel like it's wasting my time or maybe sometimes my schedule starts way too early for me to consider breakfast. And if I take breakfast, then mostly I'll prefer black tea and bread. I don't take breakfast that serious. Sometimes I take breakfast, sometimes I don't take. But mostly I don't take because most mornings I don't feel like taking breakfast. I don't feel like... Like, I don't have that appetite for taking breakfast most mornings, so I don't take breakfast that serious. Yeah, I do, I do take breakfast. Uh, sometimes I prefer heavy breakfast when I'm planning to forgo lunch, and mostly I just take normal breakfast, which consists of milk, um, maybe Weetabix, and mandazis or chapatis, or maybe bread. Yeah, and when I do heavy breakfast, I I eat heavy meals like um, I rice, yeah, something of the sort. Pretty interesting the way breakfast is perceived in Africa. My guest for today's episode is a journalist called Lynn Kibebe. She wrote an article that fascinated me. To quote the article, is breakfast the most important meal of the day? After reading it, I thought it would be interesting to have her on the show so that she could elaborate in depth what she wrote about. We talked about what is breakfast, its importance, and above all, why is it an underrated routine in Africa? Stay tuned for This is a Dialogue with Silio Gaps. Len, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, I happened to read your article. I mean, you wrote something about breakfast and I was very intrigued by it. Uh, as an African, we, we don't sometimes value the importance of breakfast. So when I read your article, I really loved it. And I also reached out to you. And thanks, by the way, for, for accepting my invitation. Yes, and it wasn't easy, I have to admit it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to you, what is the importance of breakfast? Breakfast gives us energy. It replenishes and restores our, our energy. When we go to sleep, 
Uh, first of all, let me say it's called breakfast. It's not just called breakfast for anything. It's, it's like breaking the fast of the night. You know, we sleep for, let's say, a normal human being, or it's required to sleep around eight, six to eight hours, yeah? So it would say at that time, you're not consuming anything. You're not uh, having anything in your body that would give you energy. So when you sleep, the energy that is stored in your body, or mostly it's, it's the carbohydrates that are broken down, blah, blah, blah. Let me not go much into that. Whatever is stored is what is used in the body when we sleep at night. So when we wake up, you find that the energy, or the, let me say the glucose or the glycogen has gone down. So taking breakfast in the morning when you wake up, it replenishes, it gives you back that energy that has been used overnight when you were sleeping. So I just say majorly it's, just eating breakfast replenishes our energy. You talked about when you sleep and then, um, just paraphrasing, uh, everything that you had eaten kind of vanishes, you know. But what is that thing that one should eat in the morning to kind of boost them? Just the normal breakfast usually do, you know, even bread, even, uh, let's say, carbohydrates, a protein, maybe some some let's say some let me just call them take bread take some fruit juice or some fruits um take some cereals if you have any whatever you have on your table just bringing back that food into into your body ingesting it back then the body will do its work it will get you the energy that you need you mentioned cereals i'm from congo and in congo the most common thing that people can eat and very affordable is bread. And I believe it's even the same scenario here in Kenya. We are in, in a continent where certain food are seen as luxurious. They're seen as if you eat them, you've made it in life. I guess my question is, most African families can't afford a good, consistent breakfast. What's your take on that? Um, cereals are very good for breakfast. Uh, I admit that it's good for your body, just enough of it. But then it's not the only, they're not the only, um, uh, let me say, important or healthy, healthy foods that you can take in the morning. If most people, it's true, most people in Africa cannot afford uh, the cereals. We're talking about Weetabix, oats and all that. Yeah. So um, let's use what we have. Let's go to our farms. Let's check the, let's check the yams. Let's check the, the cassavas, the arrow roots. Let's just use or eat what we have or what's, what is within our reach. Like in Kenya or you say Congo or rather, let me say Africa, bread is the most affordable. It goes for just a few cents, you know, you can get some good bread and eat. So it's it's not a matter of exactly what you eat. It's eating healthy, but within your means also. Because now you can't also strain mind and look for something that you cannot afford. Or rather, you can afford them once or twice, but you can't maintain it. So it's eating what is healthy when you're supposed to eat it and what's also within your reach. Yeah. Again, as an African, I've seen thousands of people. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But I've seen a lot of people who would tell you that, yeah, I'm just going to have lunch. They would purposefully skip breakfast because to them, it makes no sense. And to be even more honest, most people would rather have leftovers than having breakfast. That mentality that people have, what do you think caused that? Um, I'd call it, um, for lack of a better word, let me say we've become lazy people. 
You also talked about it in your, your article because you say people would rather have a breakfast if it's easier to prepare yeah. to cook. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We've become lazy, you know. Somebody would wake up. Okay, let me say there are different types of people. There's one that will wake up early for work. So they'll skip breakfast intentionally because they're in a rush. They want to go to work. Instead of, you know, they have an option of waking up earlier, preparing breakfast so that they don't have to go through all the rush hour and all. But they just, you know, say, oh, just, I'll have lunch or I'll take a snack. So they skip breakfast because they're in a rush. Now, some who take the leftovers, probably just maybe they work from home or they're just, you know, around. So they'll find it easier warming food that uh, maybe they ate yesterday than actually going through the process of preparing another meal that is breakfast. So it's it's just people have just become lazy and comfortable. And just as um, we said, or you said when we were studying people, people just take breakfast for the sake of taking breakfast, not really looking into the importance of taking breakfast. I don't know if I'm making sense. So we just take breakfast because we want to eat or there's something called breakfast. We should take it, but not really putting into account what the importance of having this breakfast and why do you think breakfast is, is extremely underrated? In Africa, it's first of all, uh, it's okay, I have like three or two reasons. Let me say um, the lack of knowledge that it's very important. It's it's an important meal of the day. I know like if you if you look into research, um, there are conflicting opinions. Some don't really, some researchers don't really take it as the most. Yeah, it's important, but not really the most. Some do so. There's still some clash there. But as people just, you know, they don't really consider it that much important. And then uh, also, let's say um, in some areas in Africa, it's poverty. So some can't afford like, uh, let's say at least three meals a day. So they say, let's eat around midday or at noon, or let's just say at uh, at one so that um, by that time, you know, it's it's like you're sorted for a while before now you feel famished again. So let's just say also poverty sort of contributes to that. We said you had three reasons. Oh, the third one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get back to it. How long have you been a, a journalist? Um, Practicing or since I finished school, because that's now a different story. Let's say since you finished school. I graduated in 2018, so started working in 2019. And then, you know, you work, you take a break, go back to work. But yeah, so let's just say I graduated in 2018. I did my internship in 2019, worked through. I was absorbed where I was, thankfully. Worked through 2020, took a break in 2021. Then now 2022, I'm here at the Kenya Times. Okay, so I asked you that question because based on your experience and everything that you've gone through as a journalist. What, according to you, should the government do to help people not just understand the importance of breakfast, but also to have that so-called breakfast? The government should just provide resources. And first of all, resources, what I mean by resources is, I talked about poverty lightly. There are a lot of people who cannot really afford a good meal or like the three meals a day or even two meals a day. Yeah. So providing or investing in people back, especially in the villages, I'd say that investing, just giving them enough resources to practice their their, their farming, their, their livestock keeping, basically just agriculture. Because maybe they have the land and everything, but they don't have resources maybe there's no water so investing in things like um how do you call it um you know uh, i've missed the word but finding a way to get that water from the natural sources which are the rivers and the lakes 
to our farms or to the farmlands, you know, if they can help people back there to do that, then people can grow their meals. People will have these foods available for them. Because as we said, we don't really need the processed food, the cereals and all that. If we can get the, 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 the yams and all that, which we can get directly from our farms, then uh, that would be nice. And if the government chips in and helps our, our people, the farmers and with all the resources they require, then that will be better. Also, uh, creating awareness, using journalists to create awareness on the importance of healthy eating, not just about breakfast, but uh, generally healthy eating. So if the journalists have the, the platform, you know, we have the platform for people to read our news or uh, those who do broad broadcasting, there are those platforms. So if the government can liaise with journalists to get this information to the people back there so that everyone can, un and can understand the importance of the breakfast and just healthy eating then that would really go a long way how should the government go about it to bring awareness what according to you sh uh, should the methodology be First of all, the government is able to get the statistics. They they're able to know which region is adversely affected. Like in terms, like right now we are experiencing drought. Yeah, in, in Kenya, I don't know if let me speak for Kenya anyway. So this this drought, the areas that are dry, there no, there's no food. So as much as they're giving the the free food, the charity, how do you call them? That the, it's it's charity anyway. They're giving free food to the people that are out there. But that is not sustainable. So I feel like the methodology should be identifying these areas, having the statistics right. Now, if you want to, like, we're talking about creating awareness, yeah? I hope I'm not off. Now, that is where journalists come in. We have the resources, as I said, and we have the platform. So if they give us, they, they lie us with us in terms of, first of all, in terms of um, funds, because we may have the resources, but we don't have, we have like the platform and maybe our devices, the cameras, the microphones and all that. But we don't have the funds to go around the country or to these areas that are affected or to reach people. Let me not even talk about people who are affected by drought and all that. Just to reach people and tell them the importance of having a healthy meal or having breakfast. So if the government can help in terms of funding and just we know this is a partnership between the government and let's say the media. They're working, moving throughout the country, teaching people or informing them of healthy eating or importance of food and breakfast and all that. And then also, aside from just giving them the food, also telling them ways in which they can, you know, grow their foods or like survive within their means. So it's basically just creating awareness and the government providing the funds for that because they are able to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I agree. As I was reading your article, you talked about breakfast could help one make better food choices. What does that mean? It helps you avoid unnecessary snacking. You know, most most of these snacks are considered unhealthy. Okay, you can snack, but moderately. So assuming I miss, my I miss taking breakfast right now, then I start feeling hungry. I want food. And maybe now I don't have the time to prepare a good meal, a good breakfast. So I say, oh, let me get some crisps. Let me get some chips. And then that, that type of, those snacks don't usually like uh, get you filled, you know. So you'll keep snacking and snacking and snacking and snacking until you're able to now get one good meal. So when you just, when you miss breakfast and then you start feeling hungry throughout the day, you find yourself eating things that if you had eaten breakfast, just a good meal, you'd now wait until your next meal. So it's just, you avoid the junk food. So far, Len, we've only praised breakfast. Life teaches us nothing is 100% perfect. Yeah. So what is the dark side of breakfast? The what? The tower dark? Okay, <laughs> let me say the, the negative 
of breakfast. Side, yeah. Unless you're not eating the right thing during breakfast. Something that maybe if you take so often, you know, like they say, um, bread is made out of wheat, yeah? And there are also studies that say too much wheat is dangerous. It's not good for you. So I feel like the negatives on breakfast, on taking breakfast would come when now you are taking something too much or you're not taking the right kind of breakfast. But generally, I don't feel like taking breakfast can have any disadvantage. There's always this stigma when it comes to breakfast. Maybe it's not a stigma, maybe it's just my surrounding. But somehow, breakfast is always related to coffee. Should coffee be part of breakfast? Now this is um, personal, like a personal statement. It's not out of any research or anything. I feel like people go for coffee because it does the caffeine. It gives you the instant energy, you know, and it's it's easy. You can just pick it from a shop, uh, a cafeteria or something. It's quick and then it gives you that instant energy. So personally, I feel like coffee wouldn't be considered healthy breakfast. Before we end, we're about to wrap up. You say in your article, when you're sluggish and lack focus, tasks that would normally be easy to perform may seem harder than usual. That's if you had not taken breakfast. But you think that there are people who are able, I know breakfast is essential, it's very important, but those people are able to go by the day without having breakfast and still function as if they had breakfast. From that perspective, comparing it to your statement, how would you justify the statement? I feel like breakfast is, um, or rather whatever is in the research or the story, the article there, or what most people research, especially on food, is usually, it does not usually apply to every single person because people are different, people consume different things, people who are, who are allergic to certain types of foods. Yeah. So when I said it, you, you tend to be slug, sluggish in the morning if you miss breakfast and like a little bit not active, it doesn't apply for everybody, but it will only apply for a majority or a, 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 a let's just say a group. The people would, yeah, it's true that people would really function well without the breakfast in the morning, but there are those who will not. Probably these people function well because their bodies are already used to, you know, our bodies also adapt to these conditions and the situations that we, we put it through. Okay, so uh, again, I have two more questions. You talked about, in the article, you talk about uh, the cultural variation on breakfast without going very deep. What's the Kenyan culture? What's the Kenyan approach? on breakfast? An average person in Kenya would take tea and bread. An average person. But then the people, let me say, well, of people will have have a little more than that, like a little bit above average or and above. Now these are people would have chilled bread, they'll have the bacon, they'll have um, maybe some juice, maybe some fruit and that. But an average person or breakfast that is considered affordable for an average Kenyan would be tea and bread. To end this interview, I want to ask you a very personal question. You say sometimes you don't have breakfast because, you know, the rush hours and all the things, you're busy. But when you decide to have a breakfast, what's your ideal, your go-to breakfast? Bread. Um, I think bread has to be there because I've grown up eating bread. So I feel like if it misses, then that would need to be a complete breakfast. So it would be bread, tea, and um, what else? What would I add? 
I feel like I usually just take bread and tea every single time. Unless in, on special occasions or when I feel not so lazy to cook a lot, then I'd add some bacon and maybe boiled eggs. Okay, Lynn, thanks for coming to the show. You're welcome. Sure. Hey, you help support this podcast by sharing each episode with your friends and especially the people you care about. Thanks for listening.